0: On Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to another edition of Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast family. Your team every day. Patricia Trainer here with you. It is Twitter Tuesday, and uh, actually, before we get to Twitter Tuesday, just want to quick get you up to snuff on the news that broke yesterday. Now, I do generally record podcasts a day in advance so if you're wondering why no mention was made of the news from Monday it's because I already put out Monday's podcast and you know just wasn't going to be able to go back and, and re-edit that but um, the latest of course Red Ellison tight end has announced his retirement not a surprise it was something that first surfaced as a possibility during the combine, the Giants will save $5 million in cap space and be hit with a $2.188 million dead money cap hit on the transaction. The other thing, and uh, there are a lot of questions on today's Twitter Tuesday about this, is that according to an NFL Network report, Leonard Williams and the Giants are not close on a new contract. And um, as we get into the questions, I'll have some thoughts about this. Um, I'll tell you why right now I'm not panicking about this news. And, um, you know, I'll just try and and, uh, answer your questions that come up on this. And, you know, there are plenty of them. So I want to make sure that I get those questions answered for you. All right. So. With that said, let's jump right into the Twitter Tuesday. We're going to kick it off with a email that came from Bruce F, who uh, asked read another report over the weekend about several teams possibly kicking the tires on Eli, and if he might get that itch to play another year or two. Do you think he would even entertain the idea? Bruce, Eli said at his retirement ceremony, "Once a giant, once a giant, always a giant, only a giant." Let's kind of put this to bed here. I don't think Eli is going to come out of retirement. I really don't. If he was, he, you know, I, I would think he probably would have been playing golf. He would have been off working out somewhere. So let's put this to bed right now. and you know right now there's no reason to think Eli is going to come out of retirement and, and play for another team, not after you know, what he said at the presser. I would be surprised. Tony T has a few questions. So it starts off with um, What do we as fans speculate about now that Pat T just doesn't know? Because we cannot know them now. Uh, Gosh, Tony, I could probably do a show all by its lonesome on this. I mean, I've seen all types of speculations um, about who they're going to draft. About who they're going to sign. We don't know anything yet because, quite frankly, the CBA or the lack of the new CBA, whether people realize it or not, is holding certain things up. So every time I see somebody say, oh, you know, the Giants are going to draft Isaiah Simmons, book it, or the Giants are going to sign Jack Conklin, book it. Sorry, guys, I'm not booking anything until everything kind of plays out and I see how, you know, what CBA and what rules they're going to have to play with as we go forward. So I just think people are getting a little ahead of things without really understanding the implications of the business side of it. Um, next question from Tony T is, what is it about the new staff that is encouraging to you? Tony, I don't, I haven't met them yet. We probably will not meet them until April. I would my guess would be that the first week in April or or if they have a um a mini camp in April which I believe they're going to I don't know that for for a fact yet but I it, I think they are eligible to have an extra mini camp that's when we're going to meet them so I you know that's when I would say I'd be better able to answer the question about what's encouraging as far as what's troubling I would say probably the fact that, you know, Brett Bilema and Jason Garrett may or may not be one year coaches here. And I would be concerned about continuity, but that's really with anybody at this point. So, um, that would be the only response I would have on that one. Um, and then you ask, why did I start doing mock drafts after years after years of discounting them? Simply because my editors told me I had to. So if the boss tells you to do something, whether you like it or not, whether you agree with it or not, you do it. And, um, you know, also, I guess as I get older, I, I get softer in terms of, you know, positions that I hold. And draft, mock drafts, they can drive you crazy, and they did. You know, when I was younger. Now I just run them through a simulator and, you know, I put them out there and I realize that my guesses are, are no worse and no better than probably 99.9% of the guesses out there. So why not have fun with it, right? All right, next question comes from the real JDJ who asked, now that Rhett Ellison is retired and Ingram can't stay healthy, do the Giants look to draft the tight end? If so, are there any standout tight ends that in the draft that we can get in rounds two and four and who are some of the tight ends we can get in free agency. Um, My guess is the giants will look to add a tight end in free agency. Uh, I would not be stunned if Jason Witten comes here on a one year deal, assuming he doesn't, you know, re up with Dallas. Um, I could see that being a possibility, even though I don't know that I necessarily would agree with it. The problem with the tight end spot is um, if you want a good one, I think you have to go, I want to say round three and stuff. And just just realistically, the fact that the Giants don't have that high third round pick is a concern uh, because, you know, now they're going to have a big gap between round two and then presumably if they get a a comp pick um, the end of round three. So. That is a concern, and uh, I think the Giants just need to add some additional, you know, draft capital if they don't get the comp picks, and we'll see if they do or not, but um, my guess is they're going to go free agency for a potential uh, tight end in that area, Uh, rather than, I guess, go with all youth at that spot, so... All right. Another question from the real JDJ who says, if trading down isn't an option for who do you think the Giants take? I'm going to say Isaiah Simmons would be my guess. That would be probably the best player on the board. If the board goes uh, Burrow, Chase Young, and Jeff Akuda. That, that would be how I think it would fall. Um, offensive tackle, you know, I, At some point, I think, you know, for me, if it were my call, I would go offensive tackle. But, um, you know, I I could see a a case for both offensive tackle and a defensive playmaker. So really, um, it's going to depend on what they do in free agency. If they sign Jack Conklin, for example, then you can bet your bottom dollar it'll probably be a defensive player. If they don't sign him, then my guess is it's going to be, um, you know, it, it's going to be an offensive tackle. So, all right, folks, you are listening to Locked on Giants with Patricia Trainer. It is a Twitter Tuesday. We are going to take our first break, come back, answer more of your questions. So stay with us. Welcome back, Giant fans, to Locked on Giants. Patricia Trainer here with you on this Twitter Tuesday Always happy to hear from you guys with your questions, some great questions. And um, please keep them coming. We'll continue to do the mailbag and especially with free agency just around the corner. We're inside of two weeks now before free agency. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of questions, a lot of feedback, commentary and whatnot. So I, I can't wait to hear it and I'll do the best I can with uh, with answering your questions. So... Alright, so let's get back to business. Sports Freak NJ35 asks, what would you do if you could say get two second-tier defenders for about 25 to 28 million or get somebody like Clowney if his asking price is 22 million? Okay, I think what you're asking me is would I rather get two? players for about 28 million total or someone like Clowney. Um, it would depend on who the defenders are. You know, what position are they playing? Are they linebackers? Are they edge guys? Um, who are they? I mean, that's that's kind of a hard question to answer without knowing who we're talking about. Uh, with and Clowney, the thing that concerns me the most about him is his past injury history. Um, I would be a little squeamish about investing big bucks on somebody like that. But um, if you check out the Giants' Maven Gene Clemens, who who does our you know one of our film breakdown specialists, put together a really good piece on how um Clowney could be used in the Giants' defense. And, um, you know, people, they look at the sack total. You really got to look beyond the sack total when it comes to defenders. You know, there's got to be, you got to look at, you know, how does he play the run? Does he create opportunities for other guys? You know, I just think people fall too much in love with the sack numbers. And, and and I think that's a mistake. So, but yeah, if you ask, you know, hold on to that question or, or actually resubmit that question with a little bit more specific because it's so generic. I, you know, it's hard to really answer, give you a, a, an informed answer there. So, all right, fake, fake a um, ask how many big money free agents will the giants go for? Will they go for a bunch of mid range? I think you'll probably see a couple a big ticket signings and um you might see a bunch of guys who are, you know, date, you know, tier 2 type of, of free agents, tier 2 and ti- tier 3. Um the potential for the big money guys, I think edge rusher if there is somebody out there, you know, worthy of the money, which I'm not sure if there is. Um, I'm not sure if they're going to necessarily make that splash there uh, because you don't want to force it in free agency. Um, offensive tackle, I think that would definitely be a big ticket signing. Cornerback, I could see being a big ticket signing. If they go for a Byron Jones, for example, you know, to give some depth, some veteran depth to that young secondary, That that's something to keep an eye on and possibly even slot cornerback which is another need that this team desperately needs that people really aren't talking about so i could see that being another need and then you know you might see guys like Michael Thomas resign David Mayo resign um you know uh, uh, i'm sure they'll probably look to add a, a tight end you know again if it's Jason Witten Jason Witten'll probably i won't say he'll be a huge money signing but you know he won't be a a veteran minimum i can't see that happening if he is signed here but but yeah um tackle defensive uh edge rusher if there's one available cornerback um, you know those those would be the big ticket uh signings i think that this team would pursue okay next question also from uh let's see Hootie baboots the Giants need a quarterback and running back as step, low-level, free A, or later draft. Quarterback, um, well, I'm going to say possibly undrafted free agent. Running back, I'm going to say day three. That would just be my guess. Um, don't discount Wayne Gallman. I know everybody keeps wanting to write the guy off. I never understood why, but you know, now that we have a new coaching staff in here, Let's see if, if if uh Wayne Gallman gets a, a a second chance here, which I think he should. I mean, I just don't understand why he uh he fell off the, the, the face of the planet, so to speak. So um we'll see what happens there. Okay. Next question comes from um let's see. Also from Hootie Baboots, who says they could take a top they could They could need a take-the-top-off wide receiver to free up other receivers in Ingram. Do they rely on Slayton as that guy or free agent or the draft? And if draft, how early? I do think the Giants are going to dip into the draft class. I mean, this is a historically deep wide receiver class. And I think guys who in other years might be uh, second, third-round picks, maybe even some first-round picks, you're going to see them slide down because between the run on quarterbacks and whatnot, um, and offensive tackles and edge rushers, you're going to see these guys slide down the board. So, you could see another day five. Ge- uh, I'm sorry, day three gem um, come out of this draft for the Giants at receiver, which, if you remember, is how um, Darius Slayton came to them. So, I could see that you know potentially uh, falling into place there. Okay, and one more from. Hootie Baboots, who says uh, the Giants need starters to tackle, center, edge, two cornerbacks, safety, and linebacker. Which as which are free agents? Which are first and second round draft picks? Do they let their free agent signings guide their draft, or do they let the projected draft guide their free agents? I think it. You got to see how the free agency plays out, Hootie. Um, you know, even Dave Gettleman said you know, said something to that effect. We've got to see how free agency plays out. There are certain positions like, you know, you look at edge Russia, for example, there's Chase Young and there's everybody else. And if Chase Young isn't there, you know, are you going to force it? Are you going to, you know, sign, try to sign a, you know, a, a clowny or, you know, do a tag and trade with um, Nagaku or somebody, something like that. I, I just don't think that makes sense. So, I think once we see the first two or three days of free agency, that's going to clear up a lot in terms of what the Giants will potentially do with the draft. But as far as your needs are concerned, um, I'll just point out one other thing. The center position, don't discount Spencer Pulley. You know, a lot of people aren't talking about him and he is under contract. And I know last year he played the one game and he didn't really look that good when he played in it. But in the past... He has he's done pretty well. So. Um, so, yeah, don't discount him as as a an option at center. I think they will add to the position, but um, maybe as a short term solution, they might look at him at that spot. So. All right, folks, you are listening to Locked on Giants with Patricia Trainer. We're going to take a final break and come back and answer the rest of your questions on this Twitter Tuesday. Stay with us. Welcome back, Giant fans, to Locked On Giants. Patricia Trainer here with you. It is a Twitter Tuesday going through these last few questions that I've received. So again, thank you for the wonderful questions. Always appreciated. And uh, for those of you who sent in questions that I wasn't quite able to answer, it's because I don't have enough information yet. I don't. I don't really like to speculate too much if I don't have to, so... As things begin to clear up a little bit, I'll be better able to give you um, some more definitive answers on some of the topics that I had to kind of, you know, skirt around a little bit. So keep them coming, though. I will. I will. You know, do the best I can with all of them. So, all right, let's get back to your questions. Invisible Bully Zero asks: Everyone keeps talking about trading back in the first round to get the third round pick back from the Leonard Williams trade, but what about a trade of the second round pick for a mid to late second and an early to mid third? Um, you know what? In scenarios like this, I, I kind of need to know what you're talking about specifically, meaning are you talking about which teams? Because I tend to look at the the draft value chart in order to to determine if a trade makes sense, um I'm not gonna say that something like that couldn't happen, but I just i I would need a little bit more information. You know, I, I had a scenario like when I ran one of my mock draft simulations um, where I traded back, I had a I had made a trade for the Raiders two first round picks, and I took the second of those first two ra- first round picks. Which was, I think, number nineteen overall. And I traded that and picked up um, the uh, the Bengals pick on day two, the first pick of day two in the second round, and then I picked up another third round pick. So there's any number of scenarios, but you know, again, I use the the draft value chart in order to determine whether a move makes sense. So. Um, I'll just say, yes, anything is possible, but it depends on how deep you're talking about and who you're talking about. So, all right. Melly Dope asked, do you think the Giants would really let Leonard Williams walk away into free agency? Or do you think they would use the transition tag and see what the market number is for him? Melly, I've been saying since day one, they're going to ch- use the transition tag on him. I'm not changing my mind on that. We will see if that's indeed what they do come Thursday. But um, I think that makes the most sense. Let the market value be set. You know, even though I, I am not a fan of doing that per se, I say, look, if you don't know the value of your own players and to where you can set your own market value, then that's not necessarily a good thing to do. But, you know, in this case, I could see the Giants doing this. And just, you know, if, if somebody comes in with a gross amount of money, um, then they might have no choice but to let them walk and, you know, live and let learn. I mean, it's, it'll suck, but, you know, such is the gamble. No, no guts, no glory, as a gentleman once said, right? But yeah, I am very curious to see what happens there because, um, you know, I I just, I don't think Williams is a 16 or 15 or $16 million a year guy, but um, it all depends on how teams envision using him how many snaps they anticipate needing from him per game so there's any number of factors that go into you know determining what a guy's value is worth it's not just how many sacks he has or how many tackles it's it's it, it, it's just a lot of other factors that go into it and you know it, it, it can be a little sticky if you try and calculate it but okay next question comes from From John Spielman, is Vegas taking odds on the first drafty to fall into the Bellagio Pond? I know that's a joke, John, but I don't care about odds. If you notice, I've never really written about odds. I've never really talked about odds. I don't understand how odds makers come up with the odds. It's just that's out of my my lane. So I know that was, you know, a tongue-in-cheek question. But again, not my cup of tea. Marbles 108 asks, in free, agency, in free agency, we should stay away from the high-priced guys, spread that money around the defense, linebacker, safety, cornerback, maybe second tier, and draft the best available. What do you think? I don't think it's as cut and dry marbles. I mean, it, you, it depends on who you're talking about. If, you know, you know a, real, a stud defensive end became available, you know a guy who maybe they're projecting is gonna is gonna be tagged and and he ends up not being tagged are you gonna sit there and say oh let's not spend money on him because he's gonna be too expensive or do you or do you make a pitch so it's really hard to say yes you should stay away from the big money guys i i see i kind of see what you're you're getting at because very rarely do those big money guys finish out their contracts and Quite honestly, it's all in how the deals are structured, and there are some mechanisms in this the final league year that I think teams can use. Which, by the way, I think is another reason why you see some teams kind of dragging their feet about, you know, signing guys and whatnot. But um, yeah, I, I just don't think there's it, it's as, you know a matter of being black and white here. It's You know, there's a gray area. It depends on who you're talking about. It depends on the position. It depends on the market. It depends on how badly you need to to fill that need. So, Giants Big Hitter from Big Blue Huddle wants to know about backup running back. Is the staff happy with Wayne Gallman? Or have you heard of a free agent running back tied to the Giants? You know what, Brian? I have not heard anything about that. And I can't get a, a good read or a good feel for how they might be leaning. I can kind of guess certain things with the defense. I can kind of guess certain things regarding the, um, you know, the tight end position and the receiver position. Running back has been kind of a mystery to me, if I'm being honest with you. Um, I don't know if they're happy or not with Goldman. I just know that, you know, based on what Joe Judge said, everybody is getting a clean slate. So I have no reason not to believe that that won't be the case for Wayne Gallman. And quite honestly, I'd like to see the kid get, you know, another crack at it. I mean, I I just, I kind of know what happened last year. I've alluded to it. I've written about it before. But I just, you know, it it was a weird setup. So anyway, we'll see what happens with Wayne Gallman. I hope he gets a shot. I mean, I think he can do everything Saquon Barkley could do. Maybe not on the same level. But, um, you know. Without having seen what went down in practice, it's kind of hard to say where things fell apart for him. But here's hoping that he he gets a, a you know he gets a legitimate shot and he takes advantage of it. That's the the most important thing. You know, you can get a chance, but if you don't take advantage of it, then what good is that chance, right? All right, final questions come from Oscar Nieves, who writes: I read about defensive ends that can go between. Outside linebacker on a 3-4 and DE in a 4-3, what is the positional difference, and why can some move around while others can't? All right, let me take that question first. The, I think the best way to explain is is in the stance. There are some guys who, if you put them closer to the line of scrimmage, like, you know, with their hand in the dirt, they're going to have, you know, maybe a little bit more explosiveness or strength or whatnot. Um. Then you have guys who maybe don't have that explosiveness who need a little bit of a running start or who can't play with their hand in the dirt in the three-point stance. So, you know, if you go back to the good old days, and I'm talking way back when, when you had, when linebackers were linebackers and, and defensive ends were defensive ends before, you know, we they, they morphed into, you know, uh, nine wides and, and um, you know, edge and all that stuff look at the difference in what they were asked to do. You know, linebackers were asked to drop in the coverage, for example, whereas defensive ends, you very rarely saw them asked to drop in the coverage. Now in some defenses, you do see it. So it's kind of a mixture, almost like um, a mixture of skill sets. So I don't know if that answers your question, but that's kind of, Um, you know, what are the things, and also it depends on where they're lining up on the defensive line, you know, are they lining up, you know, in in a nine, are they lining up as a five, or as a three, or a three I, or zero, or two, these are the different techniques and whatnot. So that also has something to do with, um, you know, the difference of positions and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's become a little bit, you know, more complex, but you know that's what makes football so much fun—is how it involves. Okay, now the next part of your question: What is the difference between an edge guy and a defensive end? I thought they were the same thing. They kind of are, but they're not. A defensive end usually is your five technique. Um, I think an edge guy is usually like a nine tech. Um, see, it's, it's kind of hard without the without being able to diagram it, but. The the role is still kind of the same. It's to get you know to beat the guy in front of you and get into the backfield, get pressure and sacks. But I think it has to do more so with with where they're lining up. You know, a nine tech is going to line up wide, um, whereas a five tech is going to line up maybe over the tackle or just off the tackle shoulder. So it, it it's kind of hard to explain. I have I think in one of the the articles we did on the topic in. Um, on Giants Country, and I'm trying to remember what the article was, but we put a diagram um, up of the different techniques and the different gaps that the techniques um, attack. So um, that article was, um, I think it was an article we did in the film review section, but I can't remember, it might have been for Lorenzo Carter, I'm not sure, but I think that's where it was. It was under the film review section. If I find it, um, I'll tweet it out, the picture that uh, that would kind of explain where everybody lines up. So um, I'm sorry, I'm drawing a blank on it, because quite honestly, I, I remember putting the diagram in. Matter of fact, I'm the one who drew up the diagram, but I cannot remember the exact article it was in. I think it was a film study one. So my apologies on that one. I, I'm not sure if I completely answered your question. I tried. If you're still not clear... Hit me up again and I will try and, you know, maybe what I actually hit me up again if I didn't answer your question correctly. And what I'll do is I'll put it in Friday's mailbag on GiantsCountry.com where this way I can kind of demonstrate it a little bit better with that diagram that I'm talking about. So, all right, Giant fans, that will do it for this edition of the Locked on Giants podcast and Twitter Tuesday. Really appreciate you listening. And don't forget, before you call it a day with your podcast listening, check out the many different Locked On podcasts we have here on the network, Locked On NFL, Locked On Draft. We have a lot of good ones. Check them out. They're doing some great work. And, you know, we also have a podcast for every single NFL team. We have podcasts for NBA teams. I think we have podcasts for MLB teams, you know, with baseball getting ready to start up soon. Uh, So check us out. We appreciate you listening and we'll talk to you again soon. Take care. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code PROGRAM.